RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. There's been quite a brouhaha going on about some cocaine found in the White House. Speculation that it was hooch hunters has been reinforced by the fact that over a week has gone by and its owner has still not been identified. The grotesquerie that is Beijing Biden's press secretary got her panties in quite a twist when a reporter asked directly if the blow belonged to a Biden. Refusing to answer directly, Corrine St. Marie Jean Doresky, or whatever her name is, called such speculation irresponsible. She made much of the fact that the Bidens were away for the weekend when the powder was found, which of course doesn't remotely mean a Biden didn't place it in the little phone locker in which it was apparently discovered. Given that Hunter is a crackhead who notoriously forgets to pick things up after he's dropped them off, like laptops, the finger of suspicion still strongly points to him. And not a good look, hard on the heels of the sweetheart deal he was given, getting mere probation for a bit of tax evasion, while his major crimes, accepting millions from hostile foreign powers on his father's behalf, were aggressively not pursued. For all that, Another possibility occurred to me. Apparently, the closest entrance to the White House to the phone lockers is the entrance used by the vice president. As it happens, cackling Kamala went on TV around this time and delivered another of her vacuous word salads, a lot of vapid fluff signifying nothing. Is the reason for these blamange bombs, I wondered, not just that she's flaky as fook, but high as a kite as well? Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And... And we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Who's ever below it was? It served to distract from some serious news of edifying enormity. I quote from the Missouri Independent of July the 4th. A federal judge on Tuesday prohibited Biden administration officials from communicating with social media platforms about protected speech a ruling emerging from litigation originally filed by former Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. The ruling by Judge Terry A. Doughty of the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana granted a temporary injunction 
barring numerous federal agencies, including the Department of Health and Human Services and the FBI, from contacting social media companies for the purpose of urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner the removal, deletion, suppression, or reduction of content containing protected free speech. Federal agencies are still allowed to notify the companies about crimes, national security threats, or foreign attempts to influence elections. The litigation was filed last year by Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry. It alleges the federal government colluded with social media companies like Twitter and Facebook to suppress the freedom of speech. Unquote. Granted, at least temporarily. Ladies and gentlemen, this is momentous. Huge. And now here's more directly from the judge. The plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits in establishing that the government has used its power to silence the opposition. Opposition to COVID-19 vaccines, opposition to COVID-19 masking and lockdowns, opposition to the lab leak theory of COVID-19, opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to President Biden's policies, statements that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true, and opposition to policies of the government officials in power, all were suppressed. Although this case is still relatively young, and at this stage the court is only examining it in terms of plaintiff's likelihood of success on the merits, the evidence produced thus far depicts an almost dystopian scenario. During the COVID-19 pandemic, a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian Ministry of Truth. Unquote. Ladies and gentlemen, all of that is true, of course, and much of it happened all over the so-called free world, including here under Jacinda Jackboot and the uniparty tyranny of Labour, National Act and the Greens, to which I'm hoping Liz Gunn's newly announced party will prove the antidote. I've long had an idea of my own as to how we might protect ourselves from future jackboots universally. Why don't all countries require all people, citizens, non-citizen residents or visitors within their jurisdiction as a prerequisite for being within their jurisdiction to sign the following pledge? Just as I reserve the right to hold and express my opinions on any matter whatsoever, I promise to respect the right of all others to do the same. I unreservedly renounce the use of coercion and violence in the promotion of my opinions. 
Now, that's one thing we should encourage all governments to enforce. Hopelessly naive of me, I know. But it should go down well in Finland. with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.